It's the 8 for 52 podcast. Hi, I'm Bonners. G'day, Bushy here. Episode 21, Bushy, of the 8 for 52 podcast. Happy birthday. Happy 21st. Yes, we can legally drink. The podcast can legally drink in the US. Can indeed, can indeed. And what a massive episode we've got coming up. A huge Sky Plaza Road that we're going to get stuck straight into after the intro. And then, straight after Sky Plaza Road, we're going to go into a very special my story. Tying in with the Sky Plaza Road. Absolutely, absolutely. And who have we got? We have the captain of Japan cricket, Kendall Kadawaki Fleming, joining us for a wonderful interview. So stick around for that one. It's going to be great. And we've also got all the rest of the stuff, right? We've got everything. We've got outs and ins. We've got ins and outs. We've got seven domestic matches coming up this weekend across three divisions as all the comps get closer to conclusion. So we're going to cover all of that and all last week's results, of course, in outs and ins. Sky Plaza Road is massive. East Asia Cup, bilateral wash-up, women's team have been down in Malaysia, under-19 men and under-19 women also in Malaysia. It's going to be a massive episode 21. Happy 21st of the podcast. This is the 8 for 52 podcast with Bonners and Bushy. Giddy up. The Big Bird, and I'm back in Hong Kong from Phuket, Bushy. I had a beautiful four and a half days down there. Yeah. The second you landed, you went to the beach and took a photo and sent it to me while I'm working cricket in the freezing cold. That is entirely accurate. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I didn't send the photo of the beer or the cocktail that I was drinking. Beautiful Lovely blue lagoons. Oh, blimey. Anyway, you're back now. Get to work. The Sky Plaza Road. Sky Plaza Road. Back in Hong Kong. East Asia Cup, which is where we are down at Ting Kong Road. Bushy, you've been down. You basically lived in Mission Road for a fortnight now yeah. through bilaterals to... Well, there's also the Tri-Nation. The tri- so it's, this is the, the tri- third week I've been down yeah, here. Now East Asia Cup. So take me through it. Right. Well, East Asia Cup, it's Japan, China, and Hong Kong, China, and... For the first time in a couple of series, Hong Kong looking the goods. Four games, four wins, some big, big wins as well. And defending a low total once, because we're in the T20 format, of course, instead of the one-day series. So Hong Kong sitting a pretty. They're going to be in the final tomorrow. We're recording on a Friday, so they'll be in the Saturday morning final. We pretty much, you can pretty much pencil in Japan. because well, Not pretty much. It is Japan, isn't well, it? Well, I mean... Uh, I'm not sure what the Have you had a look at the net score. run rate? Yeah, I know that's what I was about to say. China's got like a minus seven yeah. net run rate. So I'm not sure how much they'd have to win by over Japan in this afternoon's game to make the final, but it seems unlikely. Well, one, they won't be winning against Japan. China will not be winning. And even if they were to win, which they won't, uh, they'd have to win by an absolute world record margin and that, that won't be happening. Well, so spe- it, will be, it will be Hong Kong, Japan. Speaking Hong of Kong, world China. records... Speaking of the world records, it was Japan against China setting the biggest opening partnership ever in a T20 international. Biggest partnership ever. Biggest partnership. Oh, well, that's also true because it's the biggest opening partnership, but also the biggest partnership. Also the biggest partnership. Absolutely. There you go. None for 258. Just outrageous. In 20 overs. We're talking the 20 over format here. We're not talking 50 overs. 134 not from Lachlan. And 109 from Kendall Fleming. Yeah. Very, very good. We couldn't split it. We had to give them both the player of the match award. I think that's very fair as well. Very fair. And also, we had another record. We're speaking of records. Mm. It was a record in the game yesterday between Hong Kong, China and Japan. Japan lost, but Ravi Chandran, with the ball, got a fifer. And that's the first ever fifer in an international T20 game at Tinkwong Road. Is that right? 
Did oh. um did Haroon end up getting five this morning? He the did last not. time I looked, he was four. Yeah, that's what he ended up. All right, okay, okay. So he's he's four see. overs and got four. Yeah, I was thinking, oh, God, we're going to have two in two days. Yeah. They're two different pitches, but Haroon just managed to destroy the top of the China. What, uh, do, you, what do you make of China? Uh, well, they're on the improve. I really like the captain. Uh, today he got a duck, but, I mean, if you'd seen how Haroon was bowling, um, I'm not sure who was going to stop half of those deliveries going through. Uh, yeah, they're on the improve. Uh, much better than I've been talking around the ground. People that have seen them come to Hong Kong before say they've vastly improved just in the last few years. I'll tell you what, the opening bowler, the right armour, yeah, swing, yeah. swings at a mile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love his work. Oh, he's the one, right. he's the one that got, got three wickets for, for in four balls against Hong Kong. Yeah. Got, yeah but got, then then this morning he beat Azaz, he beat yeah. Loy. Like, he, quality bowler. Yeah. Keep an eye on him, number 12, Tian. Yeah. And he's stuck out there in the middle in a very tough pitch for the China batters as well. So he's a bit of an all-rounder. So we've got final coming up. Hong Kong, obviously, red-hot favourites going in. Japan gave them a real run for their money in one of the games, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, well, Hong Kong chased it down in 17 overs, I think it was. The first game, the 180 that they required for victory. No, it was the one... Last night, was yesterday. The one where Japan batted. Second, I was talking about. I think they held Hong Kong to one. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, or well, that's what I was chatting with the captain Kendall, yeah. who scored that ton, uh, and he said the first game his problem. The problem was they couldn't defend with the ball. Yeah, and they batted really well, put one seventy nine on, but they couldn't get it done with the ball. Then the next game they play Hong Kong China, they get it done with the ball, but then collapse in the bat. And that's why this series is so good for Japan, right? Because it's going to get them out playing teams like Hong Kong and give them that consistency going forward because at, at some point they're going to put it together in both halves. Yeah, and I really like the enthusiasm and passion from the captain, Kendall. Katawaki Fleming, Yeah, um, he was not happy with the losses. No, I heard that interview actually. Yeah. Honourable losses are not satisfactory anymore. Exactly, exactly. Uh, that was great to hear. And that's from a team ranked 30 places higher than Hong Kong. We're 21st in the world, they're 51st in the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they, they get, they're going to be a lot higher than that very soon. It's a very good young team as well. There's a 15-year-old out there with the left arm, well, Charlie Hins. Well, I saw him down at under-19s in Malaysia, as well as the left arm bowler as well, the quick. Um, and they're quality. And they're not just quality cricket players. They're quality people yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly. They're outstanding individuals. Yeah, and they're very nice, and they're out on the ground at the moment. We'll see them live on Cricket Hong Kong YouTube shortly, where I'm going to have to go back to work what about halfway through this podcast. East Asia Cup, we know all about that. What about the bilateral, wash-up of the bilateral? Well, on that? East Asia at the moment looking good for Hong Kong, but that bilateral series, that was guttering. That's just gutting. D- disappointing, yeah? Yeah. Uh, three honourable losses. Lost by two runs, lost by six runs. Lost, well, one of those was actually the uh, Tri-Nations. So against Malaysia, they lost one Tri-Nations game yeah. by two runs. Couldn't chase it down. They beat Malaysia once in the bilateral. And they did, yeah. they did. But the two other games that bookended it, they lost by six runs, yeah. couldn't chase it down, and lost by two runs, couldn't chase it down. We took yeah. 50 overs here. Yeah. Um, and I don't think uh, anyone was really impressed with that effort. Uh, on the up, I'll just say that we lost those two games by a total of eight runs, and we beat them in that one game by about 150. So we yeah. uh, we can claim that as a as a moral victory. But uh, yeah. yeah, but we lost. We did, and but that, I must say, full credit to Malaysia. Okay, that's a different outfit than I called a year ago here at Ting Kuang Road when they came for the Tri Nations with Q8. They are now under that new captain Virendeep Singh, a tight unit. Doesn't matter what score they put on the board. They know they can defend it with the ball. Yeah, well, they're going to go into this. They've got the Challenge League qualifiers coming up very, very soon. I think it starts in a week and a half or two weeks. Um, that's great preparation for that. 
it's going to be tough to get out. There's four teams get out of that into the into the Challenge League. I think it is. Uh, they're playing at home, so they've got to be one of the favourites now. It is quite possible that they end up in Hong Kong's group in the Challenge League. Yep, and then Hong Kong, where to look out? Because I like that team and the way it's playing at the moment. It's a good blend of youth and experience. We'll see how that's going. But speaking of Malaysia, half our squads are down there or have been. Yeah, well, those Sky Plaza Road's been extremely busy with flights to Malaysia. The women have just finished up down there, haven't they? They have. They uh, have fallen short in the ACC Premier Cup. They needed, really, they ended up in the quarterfinal, so they qualified second in their group and went through to the quarterfinal, but that put them right in the sights of Thailand, and in the end, they probably ran about 10 runs short, and Thailand chased them down right in the death over. Thailand are quality. They are. And that all was set up by the fact that when Hong Kong played their first game, it was against Nepal, and they went down. As soon as that game was lost, basically, you could say that tour was lost yeah. because they were always on target to hit somebody like UAE or Thailand or somebody big yeah. who won their group. So, unfortunate for the ladies, they'll be heading back soon. And who else is down there? Under-19s are down there, the men and the women, the men's side. Third match is going on at the moment. We'll get to that in a minute. Two losses for the boys leading into this third match, both in rain-impacted mat- matches, Bushy. Mm. Uh, match one, the boys were all out for 154 in the final over. Shiv top scoring with 33, Max Clayton 24. Went to DLS, and it was a win for Malaysia. They got two for 86 in the 20th. Uh, match two, again, unfortunately rain-impacted. We were two for five when Shiv was dismissed. He only got the one. Um... Ended up making their way to seven for 112. 36 from Chris Putani. That was good, but Malaysia ran it down very, very easily. Five down, so two wins for Malaysia. But it looks like we're back on track at the moment. As we're recording this, we're about to get over the line. Rolled Malaysia for 67. Currently two for 64. Shiv not out 33. Clayton not out 11. Just let me go to the wickets. Who took all the wickets for us? Well, there's a lot of runouts by the look of it. There's f- might have been five right Oh, my goodness. Not out. Oh, no, 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 no. There's lots of not outs. Oh. Yeah. Uh, anyway. How can it be not outs? There's four not outs. There must be run outs. Anyway, there's something wrong with the score. We're going to get home. We're going to win that one by the look of it. Yeah. So that's a we'll confidence be, builder. We'll win that by the time we finish recording this section. Exactly, exactly. The women are also down there, the under-19s. They're playing T20s. Match one, Malaysia was six for 110. Georgina Bradley, a great 34 opening, but Hong Kong, unfortunately, were all out for just 84. Match two. We were out there batting first and just got a score of 75. Fatima Amir, top score on 34 off 34, run a ball. But Malaysia ran that down in the 16th, only three down. Match three. This is the one, a historic one for the Hong Kong women. Malaysia went out and batted first and finished four for 109. Then 27 from Georgina and 25 not. Yeah, 25 not from... Mia Gardner, I think it was, off just 19 balls. And Hong Kong ran it down in the 19th over. Absolutely historic win. It's the first ever win for the Hong Kong under-19s women. Well, congratulations. That's a great win. I think they're playing right now as well, are they? Was that yesterday the last game? I don't know. We'll have to double-check that. But anyway, I think they celebrated a little bit too much as the next very next day they came out. Oh, no, that was this was, was the final match. They came out and they rolled for 43. Oh, dear. Yeah. And Malaysia went past it in the 14th over. So, look, there'll be a heap of positives that... You know, both the men's and women's under-19s can take away as they go forward. Yeah, so much cricket locally here in Hong Kong and overseas. A big Sky Plaza Road as usual. We've got Nepal coming soon. We do. We don't have any more scoops this week, I'm afraid. Um, Two teams are coming in addition to Nepal. 
Big name. I assume so. Big name. Nothing's changed. Nobody's told me that anything's changed, but I just haven't got any official word. We haven't got the green light yet, but if you keep an eye on our socials, keep an eye on Insta, if we get the green light during the week, we will get it up there as soon as we can. I mean, if it's, a, it's a, if it's a quadrangular series, another two teams have to come. Yeah, otherwise it makes it a bilateral. Exactly. Or, and we've been promised it's a quadrangular. Exactly. So no, something's no, coming. Stay, stay around. Episode 22 might have the scoop. And I'll tell you what, I'm not going to say any more than this, Bushy. But it's not the last international cricket either. Yeah. There's more international cricket going forward as well. There is. Uh, fantastic times. Yeah, lots of cricket all the way through. Just 2024 is jam-packed. Yeah. Sky Plaza Road, jam-packed. You're going to lose your voice. I've still got to go commentate. That's it for Sky Plaza Road for episode 21. It's time for My Story, where the elites of cricket in Hong Kong tell us their story. All right, we're down at Ting Kuang Recreation Ground for a very, very special My Story this week. We have with us the captain of Japan, Kendall Kadawaki Fleming. Kendall, welcome. Thank you. You've nailed the name as well. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Now, this is My Story. You are the second international guest on the 8 for 52 podcast in the whole episode 21 which we're in now do you know who the first international guest was i don't know michael vaughan oh there you go there you go very so special very company. very good company <laughs> now we didn't get him for a my story but we've got you for a my story what we want to do we know you know we're sitting here with you today but what we'd like to start with is where did cricket start for kendall yep so yeah i was born on the south island of japan in kyushu um to a japanese mother and an australian father i lived there till i was about six years old and until about three weeks ago, I actually didn't think I'd played any cricket or had any form of cricket over in Japan. But um, my mum recently found a photo of me swinging a bat in a park in Japan. So A cricket bat? It was probably more of a baseball bat, yeah. but the shot resembled more of a cover drive than a, than a line drive. So um, I'm going to go with that as my first cricket experience in a park with my dad. But formally, um, I guess... You know, in the backyard on the Gold Coast, which is where I moved so, when I was so six. six years old, moved to the Gold moved Coast. Moved to the Gold Coast in Australia. Um, my dad and my granddad, huge cricket fans, and I think playing in the backyard was probably my first experience of cricket. And then I joined the local club, Surface Paradise Cricket Club, when I was about 10 years old. Okay, okay. Did you play cricket at school as well? Where'd you go to school? On the Gold Coast? I Surface did. Paradise? Yep, yep. So I went to school in Southport until I was about... 13 and then I moved up to Brisbane Grammar School as a boarder for a couple of years and then my family moved up to Brisbane so played very fortunate to go to those schools the Southport School and Brisbane Grammar great facilities and I played cricket at both of those schools. Now if I understand correctly you debuted in first grade Brisbane cricket at the age of 16. I think I played a one day game when I was 15. Wow. And yeah, two days probably shortly after at 16. So you're obviously quite handy as a junior. Did you come up through those Queensland ranks? Yeah, so I played Queensland under 12s and 15s. And then at the back end of the Queensland under 15s, um, they picked an Australian under 16s team. I was fortunate enough to be selected in that team and we toured the Caribbean. So wow. that was a great experience to play against some of those countries. Um, you know, went to Barbados, Trinidad, Grenada, and a couple other places. So, what a great, was, what a great life experience! Not just a cricket yeah, experience yeah. for an under sixteen. Absolutely, yeah. We learned a few things on that tour. Can you name name drop anyone who was on that tour with you? 
Uh, a, a few guys that have gone on to play a little bit of professional cricket. No one that's yep. really cracked the test team or anything like that, but a few BBL players, yeah. Yep. Kendall, can I just back up a bit? Did you tell me earlier this week that your dad's from Perth? Yep, yep. So what's with Queensland? <laughs> what a tra- I need to talk to He's Mr. He's a proud Freddy. Western Australian, by the yeah, way. Yeah, is, yeah. Uh, so dad grew up in Perth and then moved over to Wollongong when he was about 15. Um, and then I guess when they moved over, there were a few things that went into the decision, um, including schooling, but I guess it was just fair. Um, Mum didn't have any family over there, obviously, so they were just like, fresh start, let's go for Queensland. Man, there's quite a few West Australians, uh, parents of players in the Japan team from Western Australia, is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Lockie Yamamoto Lake, um, he plays for Willerton, uh, Perth boy, and we've got a few others in the Japan cricket setup, including his brother. Um, so, yeah, a few Perth boys. His brother was in the under-19s down in Malaysia recently. Yep. I saw him, I was down there watching it down there. Yep. He beat us that day. He beat Hong Kong, actually, oh, down wow. there. And uh, it's Kiefer, isn't it? Yeah, Kiefer. Yeah, very yeah. talented, young. Very um, bowler. Fast bowler. Yeah. I'd say he'll probably be around our setup over the next couple of years yeah. in the men's. Yep. So, born in Japan, probably Japanese heritage. Yep. Move out of there when you're six into Australia. How do you get back involved with the Japan cricket setup? So I guess it was something I'd always been interested in. I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to play for Australia as yeah, a kid sure. coming through. But it, it was something that I always had an interest in, whether Japan even had a cricket set up at all. When I was 18, I played a season in England, um, and I think my dad reached out to the Japan Cricket Association. And as of, as of that time, it was the same people that are still involved now. So Alex Miyagi, CEO, Alan Kerr, head of cricket operations and Dougal Bettingfield, our coach, who's here now. Um, I went over and met them, played a few games of club cricket, and ever since then I've been going over probably most years to play cricket. Wow. Now, you had a season in England. What was that? Uh, just the season of league cricket yeah. in Cheshire. Yeah. So I played for Davenham Cricket Club. Um, pretty much smack bang in the middle of Chester, Liverpool and Manchester. So great, great experience. experience. Yeah, yeah. Good life experience, probably more so than the cricket. Definitely learned a few things there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what were you, 18 around? I was top? 18, yeah. yeah. Probably a little bit too young. If In hindsight, I would have loved to have been a few years older. And actually, in hindsight, I would have loved to have spent that time in Japan. Um, if the cricket setup was what it is now, I'd definitely go to Japan for a season. And I encourage all of our young players to spend time in Japan. You reconnect with family, your roots, and we can we can sort of give back to the program through playing there as well. So you do spend a fair bit of time in Japan with cricket, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So we play the Japan Premier League every year. Um, in the, I've played for the Chiba Sharks probably every year for the last... Until the last two years, I played there every year for maybe five years. Um, and we like to get everyone over at the same time. So whether it's for training camps or for the Japan Premier League, um, it's really good to, to catch up with everyone there. So you still play grade cricket, northern suburbs in yep. Brisbane? Yes. And then off-season, Australian off-season in Japan. Wonderful. Yeah, not for the whole time, yep. but definitely like to get over for at least a few weeks every year. How long have you been captain for? Of Japan? Yeah. Uh, made my debut in October 2022 against Indonesia and yeah I was captain of the team then proud, proud moment very proud moment it's it's an honor every time to wear the shirt to be honest and um, we all come together we've all got pretty similar stories a lot of our squad at the moment um, and to reconnect with our Japanese roots is really a great thing and yeah it's an honor to captain the team yeah I think it must be enormously enormously um, proud moment when you got that and yep. held it and 
and you guys as a unit just improving all the time. Mm. I mean, we've had some frustrating losses, I'm not going to lie, on this tour. I think it's been four games, twice against Hong Kong, twice against Singapore. Really strong teams that are ranked uh, a fair bit above us, but I feel like we've played decent enough cricket to get ourselves into okay positions um, and challenge those strong teams, but we just haven't been able to capitalise on those positions and turn that into a victory. But we, we seem to be progressing tour to tour, and even match to match like our, our improvement's not going to be linear i know that but i do feel like we're getting better as a unit i think um might sound strange what i'm about to say but the most pleasing thing i've heard through this tournament was when bushy was interviewing you after one of the games and you said honorable losses are not satisfactory anymore yeah i mean but although that was a really great comment you're not you're not here to get beaten you're here to win yeah yeah i mean hopefully we've gained the respect of some of these stronger teams over the last six months or so but um, yeah, we are here to win. We're here to rise up the rankings. Obviously, that ties into other things such as funding. That means we can get facilities or our improvement to our facilities. We've got a great ground in Suno, but some of the pitches we've played on, some of the training facilities, um, we were lucky enough to have a training session at Hong Kong Cricket Club, I think, okay. a few days ago. Just unbelievable facilities. Like you don't, you don't get that even in Brisbane, let alone in Japan. But um, you know, all associate countries face a lot of challenges and one of those things is funding, to be honest, because there's so many things you want to address and um, it's something I'm really passionate about. Oh, it's, look, it's really good that you got to go up to the second best club in Hong Kong, up, <laughs> up to the Hong Kong Cricket Club. This Kowloon Cricket Club was really well, good. He was there yesterday. We actually, yeah, we had the function <laughs> last night and I commented a few times about how, how great the setup was there as well and short short mid-off boundary, so I wouldn't mind batting there one day as well. <laughs> yeah, you think, you think Argyle Street short when you go uh, hit it down towards the uh, restaurant. Now, we're going to talk a bit about the East Asia Cup, which is what Japan's in town for. Let's start with the world record, shall we? <laughs> the world record opening partnership in a T20i is now held by yourself and your opening partner, Lockie. Uh, tell us a bit about that. Yeah, it's pretty special. Um it was fun out there and I think I mentioned in the interview yesterday that it felt like I was playing the anchor role for a lot of that just watching Lockie launch sixes out of the ground um yeah well I was actually gonna come off and retire hurt my back was seizing up so I was gonna come off and then we got a message from the coach and our manager just saying just gotta stay out there for one one more run or two more runs so obviously to get that record is pretty special um you know I don't want to take anything away from China. Everyone has to start somewhere. And today I thought they were brilliant yeah. in a lot of different respects. And um, yeah, we got a few out of the screws. It was, it was good fun. And I did notice to, just looking at the stats that that's not even your highest score in T20. It's now your second highest, I believe. You got a 114? Yeah, I got a, I got a century against South Korea in the sub-regional qualifier a couple of years ago in Suno. So there was a, yeah, that was a... That was an interesting day as well. We were actually playing on synthetic because the turf pitch got wet and they had to bring in the mid-wicket boundary for me to about 40 metres or so, but we don't have to talk about that. <laughs> Thank you. I just want to circle back to your comment about you played the anchor role. 109 not out of 53. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like Lockie was facing most of the balls there for a few overs in the middle. And well, he did I, face I think, 15 extra. Yeah, yeah, as I neared the 100, I started doing the same thing back to him. So, yeah, caught up a little bit. <laughs> Mate, proud of Captain of Japan, current world record holder as far as partnerships in T20 international cricket. I think I wrote, I think, how many international, up until that point, there was 2,470 T20 internationals. Wow. There's never been a partnership bigger than you and Lockie yesterday. So 
Yeah, be proud of that. Hold on to it while you've got it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be one of those things to, that we're going to look back on with a lot of pride. So, yeah. Now, Kendall, I think we're going to have to wrap it up because all your teammates are about to get on the bus and you're going to miss the bus and uh, you don't want to do that. So yep. thank you so much for joining us on the 8 for 52 podcast. Really, really pleased that you're uh, able to come on and, and share your story with us and uh, keep going with your cricket. A tremendous cricketer, a tremendous team. So all the best going oh, forward. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. And good luck tomorrow in the East Asia Cup final. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Good luck, mean that though. <laughs> it's time for outs and ends. A full wrap of senior cricket games in Hong Kong from last weekend. Here's Botters. Outs and ends. No Sunday Div Two. We'll kick it off with Sunday Div One. This was across the long weekend. These games are on Tuesday. It's one down at KCC and. A real flogging this one, unsurprisingly, and as we predicted, Bushy, KCC, six for 426. I don't think we predicted that much, but yes. No, we didn't. Yeah. Leading the way, Atkinson, of course, with that magnificent 156. Zaz Khan, 69, not off just 49 balls. And Jay Davidson, he chipped in. He only faced 12 balls and he got 33. 38 extras, and including 10 penalty runs for a slow over rate, and it was six for 426. Yeah, Vagabonds were 4 for 24, then 5 for 61, before a great 98 from Anka Vashista. Put some respectability to the total, and Vagabonds were all out for 202. Davidson with 4, Pasco with 3. Yes, a huge flogging. I had to call that game, and it went on 96 and a half overs. Yeah, and i tell you what, USRC Vagabonds copped a lot of net run rate damage out of that as well. Absolutely. It should have been more. Um, Vashista was dropped. Oh, was he? Yeah, twice. Oh. No, once. Oh, uh, he was dropped on 35. Well, that could end up uh, that could end up hurting the Vagabonds, depending on results later in the season. Anyway, flogging as we predicted. Uh, talk about floggings and understrength Scorpions. They batted first. This is up the hill against USRC Elite, the other team. Scorpions batting first in the stages. They were in trouble actually, but national skipper Nazakat he held the innings together, scoring 134 of 101, including a plus over over 100 partnership with Scrivener, who scored 44. Akbar Khan and Imran each with three, and the Scorpions finished their 50 overs, eight for 268. Yeah, 268 is not impossible up the hill, but USRC Elite really never got going. After Hussein opened with 47, Shahid was safe with 38. Tried hard, but to no avail, and they were all out for 184, losing by 84 runs. Yeah, we, un, you know, unsurprisingly, we tipped the Templars and the Scorpions. and Very unsurprising. Got them right in the leaderboards, and the Zakat, 356 at 178. Shahid was safe. 235 at 33. Khan, 229. All national players filling the top three spots there. On the bowling side, Jay Davidson remains on top with 14. Luke Jones and Imran Arif both on 11. What's the table? Bushy as we're coming near to the end of the season. Man, Luke Jones actually got injured in that game, I believe. It was uh, on two and then it said retired, not out, but I he noted, was retired, hurt. He, I, he pulled a muscle. Did you hear anything? I got a message forwarded from up the hill that okay. said he pulled a muscle. I don't know what he's like, how he is now, right, but at right. the time he had to go off. Anyway, the table for Sunday Div 1. The Templars remain on top with 13 points. The Scorpions now scoot up into second, tied with Pack Elite, but much better run rate. And then the two USRC teams, which we'll face off and we'll talk about later, they're in two, four points, and then just three points for the little Saiwan. Yeah. So Elite and Vagabonds, and as you said, we'll talk about the match later, but it's a huge match this weekend. Uh, as far as staying up is concerned. Little side one sitting down there on three. I don't think they can probably win a game against Templars or Vagabonds. They've got two left, but you never know. That Vagabonds game could end up being a promotion rele- a rele- relegation game. And at the top, 
Templars are off and gone. Don't write off Pakistan Association yet either versus that Scorpions. They've got to play them. Uh, Pakistan is still in with the chance of making that grand final in place at the Scorpions. All right, that's Sunday Div 1. Saturday Div 1. This was back on Monday. USIC Lions played the KCC Tartars, and it was slow going for the Lions. Batting first, they eked their way up to 117 all out in 34.1 overs. Very slow going. If a car top scored with 28. What about what, what the Tartars did, Bushy? Well, they're the top of the table, and they had no issues with Trevetti, 29 not out. The best supported by Samad Khan with 28. Tartars win in the 26th. Yeah, we both got that one right, unsurprisingly. Jinsung Nomad's a very important game and a massive one for Jinsung here, who were just one point above the relegation zone going in after back-to-back victories. They batted first in a crucial, magnificent 104 not out from Ben Zanol, and Jinsung finished 35 overs, 2 for 192. A very, very good score. Well, it must have been an absolute road up the hill. The Nomads lost their first wicket on 99 when Luke Voice went for 55, and that was the last wicket they lost. Matt Rosalie continuing his excellent form, 83 off for 59, and George Loop 44 off 32, and the Nomads smashed Jin Sung in the 23rd over. So, so after scoring 192, Jin Sung end up suffering some pretty bad severe net run rate damage, which actually could be crucial. Indeed. I'm, I'm not seeing on my script here the tips for that one. Um, no, I, I think I, 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 may have, I may have left that you one You have off. omitted them, but I, I kind of recall me picking the Nomads and you going for the Jinsar. I can't argue with that. That <laughs> is a very good recollection. Anyway, let's get on to the leaderboard. Samad Khan, 450 at an average of 50. Anka Vashishta from the Yodders, 356 at 59. Matt Rosley, as mentioned in the runs again, 338 at 56. On the bowling side... Niaz Ali from the Tartars, 19. This is all KCC. Mustafa Iqbal, another Tartar. He's on 17. And then the two Crusaders, Adi Canthan and Ashkadi, on 16. What's the table, mate? Uh, at the top, it is the Tartars on 15. Two points clear of Lama, who are one point ahead of the HKCC Gap Ramblers, who are one point in front of their teammates, HKCC Nomads. On nine points, there's two teams, USRC Lions and Little Saiwan Sky Warriors. Eight points for Charlie Bears. Seven points for the Yotters. Two teams on six points, the Crusaders and Jin Sung. And down the bottom on five points, it's BACC Rising Stars and the Punjab Lions. Yeah, you can see there the impact net run rate. Jin Sung were in front of the Crusaders on net run rate last week and they scored 192, get flogged, and now they're sitting below the Crusaders in 10th. So still very much game on at the top and the bottom. Looks like Tata's Gap Ramblers up the top will make the grand final. Still not absolutely guaranteed, but it's all to play for as far as relegation and some big matches in that division that we'll cover later on as well. Now, Saturday Division 2, that wasn't resulted. I checked like an hour ago. Mm. So this is middle of the day Friday, lunchtime Friday. It wasn't wasn't even resulted, so I'm not going to bother going through. It was a mid-table mid table clash anyway, no impact. Mm. As far as so was it. it was India Shiraz versus Thunder. Thunder. Shiraz absolutely flogged them, towed them up. So... Mm-hmm. Um, so no leaderboards or tables for Div 2. There was no impact there. I've got, I've got one. What? I've got the table. Oh, okay. Because the game's now been resulted. I've got that fixed. Oh, it's just uh, been resulted. Yeah. Uh, we'll run through the table because it's there. Right. You might have to help me out because some of the, the teams are cut off here. Mm-hmm. Lancers on top on 18, three points clear of HKU, who are two points clear of one of the USRC teams. Which one is that? Tigers, Tigers, Tigers. Tigers. Yep. And then you've got the Hong Kong Cricket Club, something on Withers, 13. Wither is on 13. Kai Tak on 13. On 12 points, 
It's one of the two little so ones. Leaders, then Thunder on 10. Okay, and then on eight points, it's the Surya's seven points. Laguna Gully, five points for the Centaurs. I'm going to assume that that KCC team down there in second last is Saracens on two points. Correct. Malavora's Saracens. And never again Saracens. And tied on two points, but just way back on net run rate is Craigenauer Cricking Club. Yeah. Uh, which one was that one? Hungsi. Hungsi. Indeed, indeed it is. And that is it for this week's Outs and Ins. It's time for Ins and Outs with all the weekend senior games covered. Here's Butters. All right, ins and outs. Big, big weekend of cricket as all the comps are coming to conclusion. What have we got? Sunday Div 1, Sunday Div 2, Saturday Div 1, Saturday Div 2. It's all happening, Bushy. It Let's is. go through it from the top. USRC Elite versus USC Vagabonds in Sunday Elite 1. Big in-house clash at Mission Road. Yep, this one's going to be broadcast live on Cricket Hong Kong YouTube. They're going to broadcast the derby. Uh, who do I pick between these two? It's the team that was beaten handsomely by the Templars or the team that was handsomely beaten by the Templars. I'm scorpions, actually, scorpions. No, no, no. I mean, back-to-back. Last back. Oh, yeah, two yeah, games yeah. I've called for yeah, KCC right. Templars. There's been losses for USRC Elite. That said, I will go with Emmy on this one and Elite. Yeah. I'm. Look, this is a massive game. LSW, one point behind both of these teams. So whoever loses this is still really in some potential relegation trouble if LSW get a win. Vagabonds beat Elite earlier in the season when they played. I'm going to tip Vagabonds again. Well, Elite went hard and close against HKCC last weekend. Vagabonds did not go hard or close to the Templars. So I'm sticking with the Elite. Yeah, good on you. I'm going to tip the Vagabonds. Speaking of relegation, right bang in the relegation zone. LSW up against the Templars at Kowloon Cricket Club. You're going to be calling this one, Bushy? I am. I'm not calling that uh, Cricket Hong Kong broadcast. I'm doing the KCC in-house broadcast, Templars versus Little Saiwan. I'm not even going to tell you on the podcast. Well, I think you might get an early mark, put it that way. Templars will be winning that one. Yep. Into Division 2, up at HKCC. On Sunday, HKCC Optimus versus the Dragons. I love me the Dragons, and they'll be playing tomorrow, probably. They are definitely playing on Saturday at uh, Tinkwong Road in an exhibition game. So I'm going to suggest they might be a little tired, and I'll go with the Optimus. Opties will win. That's right. Saturday, Div 1, USRC Lions, PACC Rising Stars in the relegation zone, the Rising Stars. This is out of PKVR Park. And friend of the Cricket Hong Kong broadcaster, Steve Muhammad, plays for the Rising Stars. That said, I'm going with the Lions. Yeah, Lions will win that one, and Rising Stars will stay in that relegation zone. Down to KCC, crucial game for the KCC Crusaders up against the high-flying Gap Ramblers. Yeah, I talked to Addy Lee during the broadcast today when I was on a break, and I told him, do not go and lose this one because I'm tipping the Gap Ramblers. But, of course, we did mention the Crusaders always punch above their weight when there's a team up the top. But I still think the Gap Ramblers are going to get there. Yeah, Crusaders one point away from relegation zone. Huge game for them. They're known for their upsets. They will upset the Gap Ramblers at home. I'm tipping the Crusaders. Of course you are. I, 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 no, this one's easy. Charlie Bears versus the HKCC Nomads. Bushy. Well, I'm not going with the Never Evers, so put me down for a Nomad. Already had. Already had put you down for Nomad, and I'm going to go the Nomad as well. In the Division 2, it's the HKCC Witherers, USRC Tigers. Big game, this one, as far as uh, title is concerned and promotion. Yeah, this is a tough one. I will go with 
the Tigers at Gin Drinkers Bay. Yeah, I think it's interesting it's out of GDB. If it was up at HKCC, I'd tip the Witherers. Out at GDB, I'm going to tip the Witherers. Oh, okay. We've gone different on the final game. So there they are. The tips are in. We'll see how they pan out next week. That's it for ins and outs. And now it's time for Bushy's Birthday Bonanza. Well, it's a very, very special Bushy's Birthday Bonanza this week. A very, very, very special Bushy's Birthday Bonanza. Bushy, take us away. What's so special about this week instead of the normal weeks? Is there something... Special do you know every, something I don't know? Special every week, mate, oh, but it's very fair. special this week. Well, today, the day we're recording, Friday the 16th... What are we going up to? We're recording the 16th every birthday up until the 23rd, yeah? Yeah, sounds okay. fair. Let's do cool. that. So today, it's celebrating a birthday, Shanzine Shazad from Cricket Hong Kong. Shanzine, happy birthday. Fantastic. Uh, also, now, the man with the greatest perm in Hong Kong cricket is having a birthday on the 17th, Saturday. Jay Davidson. No, there's no perm there. You know who I mean. Who is it? Who? I don't know. Who's got the greatest perm? Wakas Barker. Oh, Wakas Barker, of course. Happy birthday, Wacky. Yeah. Wacky boy's birthday. He's turning 34. Fantastic. Had a big Saturday down there. When's uh, his birthday? Saturday, tomorrow. Oh, oh tomorrow. Okay, oh. awesome. Enjoy that. You'll be down at KCC. You might yeah, see yeah, him around. We'll see him. We'll uh, happy birthday. One final birthday on February 22nd, turning 25. It's Rag Kapoor. Rag Kapoor on the 22nd. And there's... Well, that's the second last one. You should have another one there. No, that's it. No. <laughs> no, we're going up to the 23rd, you said. We well, yeah. are. Rags is on the 22nd. I don't have a birthday on the 23rd. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> there isn't. The next there. birthday is the 24th. Are you, are you serious? Yeah, that's it. We're done. Bushy's birthday bonanza over for another no, week. No, That's it. We're it's done. Not. It's not. It's not. All right. Happy all right, birthday, Sanzine. Happy birthday, Wakas. Happy birthday, Rag. And happy birthday to Bonners. Oh, happy birthday is that what to you were Bonners. Happy birthday on the 23rd. <laughs> That's not in your database. <laughs> well, happy birthday, dear Bonners. When was your last game for a team in Hong Kong? So I could make sure that I got the records in. For, so I know it's my fault. 23rd of February, 1972. Bonners turns 52. Well, what club do I put you down and playing for um, and what team? In my uh, cricketing, like I've got Shanzine plays for Hong Kong Cricket China. Yep. I've got Wakas KCC Premier, of course, and Rag HKCC Premier. What do I put Bodders in as? Bodders eight for fifty-two podcast. <laughs> ah, the, nice the number team. one cricket podcast in Hong Kong. <laughs> Happy birthday to Bodders uh, on the twenty-third of February. Very special birthday, Bushy's whatever it's Bush Bushy's birthday bonanza. Who can't even get Bodders' birthday into the. Well, let's be Donna honest, base. we're going to do another podcast before your birthday anyway. I know, that's why I want to do it. That's why I want to do it twice. That's why I wanted to do it this week, and I'll do it again next week. You can be sure of that. This is Bushy's Birthday Bonanza for another week. Hi, I'm Michael Vaughan, and you're listening to the 8 for 52 podcast with Botters and Bushy. All right, it's that sad time again. Episode 21 coming to an end, but another massive episode, Bushy. Massive. Our second international cricket guest. And 21 episodes, we've had two now. What a great bloke Captain Kendall is. He is a wonderful young man. Yeah. And loves his cricket and his passion. That's what I love. And you were talking to him about it, how he doesn't accept noble losses. No, it's not about losses anymore for that team. It's about winning. And uh, 
you know, depending on when you're listening, we were recording it the day before the final of the East Asia Cup. They're a red-hot chance in the morning. If they bring their best, they really are. He was a tremendous interview, born in Japan, moved out of there when he was six. Hmm, spent a lot of his time in Australia. Or Queens, well, yeah, not really Australia, is yeah, it? No. I really do have to talk to Mr. Fleming about this. Yeah, anyway, anyway, that's where he went. And, but now he's proud captain of Japan and world record holder. Yeah, as it currently that? stands. And uh, he only scored 109. He wasn't even the top scorer. Yeah, and he said he anchored it. <laughs> oh, 53 <laughs> balls. Hello. That's fantastic. Oh, big ins and outs. A lot of matches this weekend. A lot of important matches this weekend. Sky Plaza Road, again, huge. So many internationals. Yeah, and a good win today for the under-19 men's team. Finally notching up a big win. Yeah. Cheyenne got five for something down there. Is that right? Uh, you'd have to check. I might have made that up. But, oh, um, well, somebody told me that as I was walking around the ropes. I didn't look at the bowling figures, actually. Oh, that's brilliant if he did. I mean, he's... But he's if a, he didn't, he now does. He's, he's, on the podcast. Well, he's a real good up-and-coming bowler. Oh, love it. Like KCC Under-19 Tour, he went away with to England 14. He topped the wicket count across the comp. Mm. Uh, so he's got, a, he's got a lovely future, left armour. Love to see it. Love to see it. Yeah, massive Sky Plaza Road. So much international cricket going on right now and so much coming up in the future as well. It's just so much to announce as we go forward. Can yep. we announce the other two teams yet? Not yet. Okay. I, I asked around... It's still hush-hush. All right. Big names, though. We know that. Only I know that. Nobody else knows that. But I'll let you know as soon as I know, uh, even if I accidentally leak it like I did last week about the Dragons yeah, playing. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got in a bit of trouble about that one. Got yeah. your ass kicked for that one? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, that's all right. That's all right. All right. Are we done, Bushy? I think we're done. I don't even get a day off after these international fixes finish. I've got to go do the KCC Templars straight away. But then next week, you know what I'm doing? No. Sleeping. And I must say, you are looking r- resplendent in your Chinese New Year jacket. Uh, I, there was just one little point about that. Apparently, Jay, who commentates with us here at uh, Cricket Hong Kong, he went out at lunch break and went on the train, the MTR. There was one bloke on there, a Chinese guy, wearing exactly the same jacket, just up and down the MTR. Oh, brilliant. Uh, I thought, we were trying to figure out, did he steal it for Cricket Hong Kong? No, he just bought it himself. He well, you might it. see someone else with it on your way home as you walk home here from Ting Kuang Recreation Ground, where we have recorded... The episode 21 of the 8 for 52 podcast. We are done, Bushy. See ya. Hello. Good morning. The 8 for 52 theme song is the coin toss from the band The Duckworth Lewis Method. Find them on Apple iTunes and YouTube and download that song and all their other cricket-related music. The 8 for 52 podcast is written, produced and published by Matt Botfield and Aaron Bush for Tripperhead Limited, copyright 2024.